Thank you for joining us today. For more information about our service times, visit okoegt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram at okoegt. Now let's prepare our hearts as we go into the message. Bless the Lord. Hey, I hope you brought your Bible with you to the house of God. So if you have, take that Bible and hold it high in the air, whether it's in digital form or book form today, and say this after me. This is my Bible, God's holy word. I am what it says I am. I will do what it says for me to do. I place myself under the authority of God's word. It says I am blessed, therefore I am blessed. It says I am an overcomer, therefore I overcome. Every obstacle, every challenge, and every hindrance through the name above every name, Jesus Christ. I open my heart and I open my mind to receive God's word. I receive this word. And I confess this word in the name of Jesus, amen. Now take that same Bible and turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 16. The book of Acts chapter 16. The Lord has given me this message for Mother's Day as we are in the sermon series on the Holy Spirit. Today we're going to see and experience and identify the work of God. The Spirit of God. Chapter 16 is one of my favorite chapters in the book of Acts as you can identify and see how the Lord opens doors and how the Lord closes doors. And how the Lord orchestrates the life of the Apostle Paul and Silas at this time to present the gospel of Christ. Hearts are opened. Lives are changed. And the church is established. Let's begin reading in verse 13 out of the New Living Translation. On the Sabbath day, we went a little way outside the city to a riverbank where we thought people would be meeting for prayer. And we sat down to speak with some women who had gathered there. One of them was Lydia from Thyatira, a merchant of expensive purple who worshipped God. And as she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart, and she accepted what Paul was saying. She and her household were baptized, and she asked us to be her guest. If you agree that I am a true believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my home. And she urged us until we agreed. Other words, she wouldn't give up. How many are thankful for some mamas that never gave up on us? They kept urging us and encouraging us. Now skip down all the way to the end of the chapter. Look at verse 40. When Paul and Silas left the prison, they returned to the home of Lydia. There they met with the believers and encouraged them once more. Then they left town. Now, I love chapter 16 of Acts. It's a chapter filled with the activity of the Holy Spirit. And you can see, as as Luke describes the events of this chapter, how the Holy Spirit moves. You can see how the Holy Spirit orchestrates and the Holy Spirit opens doors and shuts 
other doors, all for the sake of accomplishing the plan and the work of God. I want to encourage you today and remind you that God is working his good plan and work in your life. Sometimes you may come to a closed door, but don't worry. God is leading, guiding, and directing you. Can you say amen? Now, to understand the context of chapter 16, 16, you have to go back to the closing verses of chapter 15. And it's there that we have a disagreement of Paul and Barnabas who were missionary associates. They were team players and they were evangelists working together and they did a missionary trip together. But here we have a disagreement which resulted in them going their separate ways. Now, hear me, still doing the work of the Lord, but simply in different directions. Neither Paul nor Barnabas did anything wrong, just different perspectives, different ministries and aims. Hear me. God can use our differences to advance his kingdom and his cause. Now, what we do know about the situation from the word is that, first of all, there was a disagreement, that it was a strong disagreement. It was a sharp disagreement. And they came to the conclusion that it was better for them to separate. But what we also know is they both continued doing God's work. Disagreements will happen, especially among family. Don't let the enemy win when you have disagreements with other brothers or sisters. Keep doing the work of God. Don't allow the disagreements among us to disappoint you. Don't allow the enemy to win in the midst of uh, disagreements. But allow the Holy Spirit to use your unique personality to advance his kingdom and his work. What you will notice is Barnabas stayed true to his nature. He stayed true to his personality. And he took John Mark with him. And that was the contention. Mark had deserted them on the first missionary journey. Barnabas wanted to take John Mark with them again. And Paul said, no way, Jose. It ain't going to happen. He left us one time. He may leave us again. If your name is Jose, I'm sorry. (laughs) But it says in verse 40 of chapter 15, Paul chose Silas And as he left, the believers entrusted him to the Lord's gracious care. Then he traveled throughout Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches there. Now, before we move forward in our sermon, notice, Paul and Barnabas did not vilify each other. They simply kept moving forward. I think a challenge that we have is when we have disagreements is we feel the need to vilify the other as if to make ourselves feel like that we're better or we're winning or we were right. Paul and Barnabas did not vilify each other. They just kept moving forward. And church, sometimes you have to simply agree to disagree, but always keep moving forward 
forward. In this way, the enemy will never win and the kingdom of God will always win. Can somebody give God praise today? What is interesting is later in Paul's ministry, in his last letter that we know that he has written, 2 Timothy chapter 4, he asks Timothy, he says, only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. That word helpful comes from a word meaning profitable, useful, or valuable. And what is interesting in all of this is you can see the Holy Spirit working, empowering God's servants to carry out the will of God. And the Holy Spirit is at work in the heart of men and women, advancing the kingdom of God. I want you to hear this. God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is working in your life, in your heart, in your family, to advance his kingdom. And we arrive in chapter 16. There is a character, a person that we will settle on to speak about today. Her name is Lydia. And we will see how the Lord uses her to establish his church in Philippi. So take your sermon notes that you received when you came in through the front doors. And notice the first thing we'll talk about is this. The Holy Spirit guides. Write that word, guides. I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit guides us today. After Paul and Barnabas separated ways, he took Silas and they continued the work of God. Keep working for God. Keep working for the Lord. And you'll see as chapter 16 opens up that Timothy joins their party. You'll notice in verse, verse 2 that, that it says that Timothy was well thought of by the believers in Lystra and Iconium. So Paul wanted him to join them on their journey. So in deference to the Jews of the area, he arranged for Timothy to be circumcised before they left. For everyone knew that his father was a Greek. Paul saw something in Timothy. Paul saw potential in Timothy. Allow the Holy Spirit to help you identify people around you where there is God-given potential. Bring them with you in the journey. That's what I love about Paul is Paul, Paul takes this young man, Timothy, and Paul says, come go with us. And he is now with them traveling in this missionary journey. And they went around teaching and instructing and strengthening the church. That's what we learned from the first few verses of chapter 16. It says the churches in verse 5 were strengthened in their faith and they grew larger every day. It's important that we receive instruction from the Lord. It's important that we receive doctrinal instruction. In chapter 15 of Acts, there was a decision made by the apostles and the elders of the church concerning Gentiles being brought into the kingdom of God. Paul and Silas took this letter and they traveled to other churches instructing them in this 
theology, instructing them in this doctrine, instructing them in this message of life. It's important that we receive the instruction of the Lord. It's important that we have line upon line, precept upon precept. It's important that the teaching of the word of God goes forth. It was Jesus who said, go into all the world and make disciples. Instruction builds disciples. And it says that they were strengthened. The Holy Spirit brought growth. Look at verse 5. The New Living Translation says, they grew larger every day. Living things grow. Let me tell you what helps a church be alive and living. The instruction from the word of God. Strengthening one another. Write this under D. The Holy Spirit led them. So now you have Paul and Barnabas. We know Timothy is with them. I mean, Paul and Silas. And we know Timothy is with them. Luke also is with them. Luke is the author of the book of Acts. And I want you to see how the Holy Spirit is leading them. And there's several words, several phrases I want to highlight in the next few verses, which illustrate how the Spirit of God was involved in leading the missionaries. Notice verse 6. Verse 6 says that he prevented them. He closed the door. He stopped them. Verse 7, it says, he did not allow them. Notice that phrase, did not allow them. The Holy Spirit again shut the door. Verse 9, verse 9, it says that, that, that Paul had a vision. And in this vision, he saw a man from Macedonia standing on the seashore, pleading with him, come over here and help us. So, so notice the, the Holy Spirit had shut some doors, and they keep moving forward. And then one night, Paul has a vision. And then verse 10, we concluded. It says, so we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. What do you do when there's a closed door in front of you? Keep moving forward. Keep moving, keep marching, keep believing, keep trusting, keep doing what you know to do. If another door shuts, that's okay. Just keep moving, keep, keep doing what you know God wants you to do. Eventually, the Holy Spirit will give you clear direction, and then you will know that you know that you know God has opened this door. They had concluded the Spirit of God wanted them to go to Macedonia. Let me read this out of the New Living Translation. Concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Let me tell you something important. Sometimes where we first set out to go is not our true destination. Trust God. Trust God to lead you. Trust God to guide you. Trust the Holy Spirit to speak to you. 
The Holy Spirit is alive. He is speaking. He is opening doors. He is shutting other doors. He will speak through to you through dreams and visions. He will speak to you through the word of God. Trust the Lord. Trust the process. You may not be where you want to be right now, but keep showing up and trusting the Lord because the Lord is going to open some doors and God's going to take you where he needs you to be. Keep trusting God. I'm thankful for some moms that know how to trust God. I'm thankful for some moms that didn't throw in the towel. I'm thankful for some moms that didn't quit praying at the forced first door that was shut. I'm I'm thankful for some moms who know how to get a hold of the horns of the altar and intercede and pray and seek the face of God. I'm here today because I had a mom of faith who knew how to trust God and commit her children to the Lord. Many of you are here today in the house of God because you had godly parents, godly moms who prayed you in and prayed you through and prayed you out of that mess that you were in. you thankful God took you out of that mess and today you see the goodness of God wow trust God to lead you trust God to guide you I want to read this out of the message translation and I want to remind you the message is a paraphrase it says that night Paul had a dream a Macedonian stood on the far shore and called across the sea, come over to Macedonia and help us. The dream gave Paul his map. Oh, I like that. The dream gave Paul his map. We went to work at once, getting things ready to cross over to Macedonia. All the pieces had come together. And we knew for sure that God had called us to preach the good news to the Europeans. (laughs) One door shut. They just went to another area, kept preaching, kept moving forward. That door shut. The Holy Spirit prevented them. They didn't become discouraged. They didn't get put out. They kept preaching the gospel. They kept instructing and strengthening the churches. And then one night, a vision came. And they knew This was the door. Their true destination was Philippi. But the band of disciples did not know it as of yet. The Holy Spirit will guide you, but you have to be led and to be willing to go. The Holy Spirit will guide you. That is his work, that is his office, but you have to be willing to let him guide you. And then you have to be willing to respond. You have to be willing to adjust course. You have to be willing to follow his promptings and his leadings. Have you ever faced a decision in life that left you feeling unsure of what direction to take? It can be challenging to make choices that will significantly impact our lives. Whether it's choosing a career path, deciding on a relationship, or just navigating daily decisions, it's easy to feel stuck without a clear path to follow. Here in Acts 16.10, we see the value of being led of the Spirit of God. And the dream gave Paul his mouth. 
All the pieces had come together. And church, as Christ followers, we are called to follow the path that God has for us. We're called to listen to his voice. We're called to, to seek his guidance in every decision that we make. And I'm thankful for a mom. And I'm thankful for some ladies. I'm thankful for some mothers who know how to allow the Holy Spirit to lead them and to guide them and to give them the map to follow. And before we move to the next point, verse 11 and 12 has some very important information. It says, we boarded a boat at Troas and sailed straight across to the island of Samothrace. And the next day we landed in Neapolis. From there we reached Philippi, a major city of the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony. And we stayed there several days. The Holy Spirit will guide us, so we must keep working. We must keep moving forward Keep doing the things that we should. And what you'll notice is that the Holy Spirit will open hearts. Write that, open hearts. It is here in Philippi where Paul and his companions were supposed to be. This was their true destination. Why? Because there was a lady. There was a worshiper of God who needed to hear the gospel. I want you to notice before we read these verses again, she was a good lady. She was an upright individual. But she needed to respond to the gospel of Christ. Your goodness will not get you to heaven. Your good works will not get you to heaven. Only faith in Christ Jesus will get you into heaven. On the Sabbath day, we went a little way outside the city to a riverbank where we thought people would be meeting for prayer, and we sat down to speak with some women who had gathered there. One of them was Lydia from Thyatira, a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshiped God. And as she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart, and she accepted what Paul was saying. As she listened to the word, as she listened to the gospel, the Lord opened her heart and she accepted. She believed. Now, notice something. Notice the phrase where we thought people would be meeting for prayer. We went out to the riverside where people were customarily known to pray. Paul and Silas used their reasoning capacities to, to determine the will of God, the direction of God. The Holy Spirit does not bypass your human reasoning and faculties. It is not something mystical but practical. I need you to understand that sometimes we're waiting for this big lightning bolt in the sky. Sometimes we're waiting for this big mystical thing. Uh, and, and if we're not careful, we'll miss the opportunity before us. Notice what Paul and Silas did. They reasoned uh, that there would be some worshipers of God at the riverbank. Uh, their job was to preach the gospel of Christ. So they went to the riverbank and they found a group of worshipers 
of women, and they began to talk to them. They began to preach to them. They began to share the gospel, and there was one named Lydia that was there. The Holy Spirit knew she was going to be there. The Holy Spirit had arranged for the apostle to get there. He shut some doors in the, in the ocean on the other side in order to get Paul where he needed to be on that particular day. I want to encourage you this morning. The Lord sees you. He knows you. And if he has to orchestrate somebody's plan to give you the message that you need to hear, then it's going to happen because he loves you that much. God's got your number. God hears your cries. Lydia, the Holy Spirit has signaled her out. He had heard her cry. He had seen her devotion. He knew her name. The Holy Spirit changed the course of the apostles. Travel in order for this precious lady to hear the gospel. That resonated with me. That impacted me. That God would love an individual so much that he would rearrange the apostles' itinerary because there was a lady who wanted community. She was a worshiper of God. Write that, worshiper of God. And there was no synagogue. She was meeting beside the stream on the Sabbath day for prayer. It suggests that there were not enough Jewish men in Philippi to make up a quorum and establish a proper synagogue. Here we see a subtle but important point that Luke is trying to make. While Lydia could not be a founding member of the Jewish synagogue, she can and is the first European convert to Christianity. And in fact, she is the founding member of the Christian community which begins to meet in her household. (laughs) Breaking cultural boundaries. Breaking cultural limitations. The lid that was holding her down. Suddenly the Lord heard her cry and the Lord allowed the gospel to be presented in her. Her heart was open and she responded. I need you to hear this ladies. God values you. He values your work. He values you as an individual. You're created in the image of God. It is here. Though culture said she could not be a founding member of the synagogue. The Holy Spirit says, but she can be a founding member of the church of Jesus Christ in Philippi. I'm here to encourage you today. Others may count you out. Others may dismiss you, but the Holy Spirit does not. He sees you. He hears you. He understands you. He values your giftings and your talents, and he wants to empower you with his presence. Wow. They met for prayer. Another thing that we know about Lydia is this. Under C. Wright, she was a businesswoman. She was from Thyatira, a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshiped God. Her profession, the entrepreneur, 
one the Lord was using. She no doubt probably was wealthy. The implication is she's either widowed or she's divorced. But she's successful. And the Holy Spirit has targeted her. And she heard the gospel and he opened her heart. Will you allow the Lord to open your heart today? Will you allow the Holy Spirit to open your heart? To bring you into the family of God. And what I love about this story in Acts 16 is the Holy Spirit establishes God's work. So we talked about how the Holy Spirit guides us. We talked about how the Holy Spirit opens hearts. The Holy Spirit also establishes God's work. Verse 15 says, she and her household were baptized. She was the first. Somewhere in the course of time, her family, those a part of her household, they were baptized. Never underestimate the influence you have. Never underestimate the impact you have on your family. So she asked us to be her guests. If you agree that I am a true believer in the Lord, come and stay at my home. She urged us until we agreed. Oh, the power of a woman. I'm telling you. Persuasive. Write the word baptize. You know it, ladies. You know it. She and her household were baptized. Baptism was a public sign of identification with Christ and the Christian community. A new work was being established, and it was through Lydia. The work began in her heart, spread to her family, and eventually to others. And the church of Philippi was established. We can see how the Holy Spirit is establishing God's work in this region. And it all began with a woman named Lydia. Very likely a mom. It started with her, but did not end with her. And it's important, church, that we allow the work of God to flow through us and not end with us. Did you hear me? It's important that we allow the work of the Holy Spirit to flow through us and not end with us. Our Families need to know the goodness of God. Our friends need to know the goodness of God. Our community needs to know the goodness of God. So she asked them, she begged them, she said, come and stay in my house. The last fill in the blank is this, she was available. Notice this about Lydia, she was available, everything she had. She says, my home is your home. Come and stay. Hospitality was customary in the first century. To open your home to traveling ministers. To open your home to strangers. It was an, an, an act of kindness. It was a part of the culture. Today, it's a very strange thing to us. It was not something strange then. Theologians tell us, 
as you study the word of God, that uh, Paul commends the church of Philippi, Philippi for their, their generosity. And it's believed that Lydia was one of the founding members of the church of Philippi. And, and, and Philippian church was a generous church because one of its founding members was generous. Who you are will affect those around you. She made herself and resources available. She was persistent and she was persuasive. She wouldn't take no for an answer. She said, no, you're going to come. If you believe that I'm truly born again, come stay at my house. The old English says she begged us. She persuaded us. The message says we hesitated, but she wouldn't take no for an answer. <laughs> How many are thankful that your mama wouldn't take no for an answer? Aren't you thankful that you had some mamas who kept being persistent in your life, who kept praying for you, kept, kept holding on and believing that God could work and move in your life. How many are thankful you had some women folk in your life who consistently prayed with you and wouldn't take no for the answer, and they kept praying, interceding for your life until you opened your heart and received what God had for you. Amen. Today, I want to challenge you and encourage you Receive what God has for you. What a powerful example of how the Lord wants to use us. What a powerful example of how the Lord wants to use you. It is a powerful example of how God can take what we make available to him and do something incredible. You fast forward to the end of the chapter, and a lot has already taken place in the verses I did not read. Paul and Silas were thrown in jail because they were preaching the gospel and a miraculous signs and wonders were taking place. And a, and a girl who, who made her masters a fortune through telling people their, their future kept following them and say, you're servants of the Most High. And Paul turned to her, prayed a prayer of deliverance over her, and that demon left. When her masters realized she was no longer profitable to them, they stirred up a mob against Paul and Silas. They're thrown in the Philippian jail. It's the passage that says that at midnight they were praising God, singing. And as they were praising and singing, though their hands are in shackles and their feet are bound, they're worshiping God. An earthquake suddenly happened. The prison doors flew open. The Philippian jailer woke up and realized and he thought all the prisoners had escaped. He was about to take his life because he'd rather take his own life than suffer the cruelty of the Roman authorities. Paul stopped him. He said, what must I do to be saved? And it's there the Philippian jailer was saved, his whole household. It says that they were released from prison the next day. They returned to the home of Lydia. There they met with the believers and encouraged them once more. By this passage, theologians believe that the church had already been meeting in Lydia's house. It was her house where the church of Philippi started. 
It was her house that that Philippian jailer had a place to go to and bring his family to worship God. Because Lydia responded to the Lord when he opened her heart. So I have a question for you today. Will you respond to the Lord today as he opens your heart? It's amazing how the Lord can use your response. Let us pray. As our head is bowed and our eyes are closed today, what we know about Lydia before she believed, she was an entrepreneur, she was a good person, probably was generous. She went to the riverbank every Sabbath, prayed to God, but she had not had an experience with Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You might be a good person. You might even pray regularly. But the question is, have you come to Jesus and accepted him as your Lord and Savior? Today is your day. The Holy Spirit is opening your heart. Believe. If you would like to express your belief in Christ, you, if you would like to express that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and make a public declaration as Lydia did. Will you raise your hand right now and say, Pastor, pray for me. I see those hands. Yes, I see those hands. Yes. You're a good person, but your good deeds won't get you to heaven. You may do even righteous things, but that righteousness won't get you to heaven. Only his righteousness, Jesus. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I want Jesus to be my Lord, to be my Savior, to be my King. Can we pray this prayer together? Jesus, I surrender to you. I give you my life. I give you my heart. I make myself available to you. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. For I believe you died for me and you arose on the third day. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we stand together and can we worship the King in this day?